Well, really, the scripture says that the truth will make you free. It'll make you free. It'll make you want to do the right thing. It'll make you want to change. It'll make you want to go in your face before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. And you know what? All of us have sinned. Every one of us. We come short of the glory of God. So I'm not here to to beat up anybody, or even if you've used the word Shekinah unknowingly, that's not what the purpose of this is. It's the purpose is to make you free. Yes, you'll be set free, but you have to go through the process. You have to do the steps. You can't just say, I'm free, and I'm free indeed, and just say, I'm, you know, the Lord set me free. No, you've got to make a change. All right? You've got to realize that the Lord is here to work on our hearts, to work on our attitudes, to work on our characteristics. And when we allow that, and even work on just what we are hearing from the pulpits, right? So if you just start saying things and reciting things that you hear, or maybe you visited some of these places I'm going to show here in just a little bit, it'll be time for you to repent before God this morning. I pray that you'll see the same. And if you don't, I pray that the Lord will make you free by you desiring to go and check it out for yourself. Amen. Amen. In uh, 2015, I finished up a series called Air in the Church, and it really, what happened is, is that God wasn't done yet, and he's still not done, unfortunately. I don't know why I got that, God put that on me, but he did. Hallelujah, Lord. I'll continue to speak the truth, but, but Shekinah glory is the one word that I have heard around in Christendom, especially in charismatic, the non-denominational type churches, uh, those of us that believe in the, 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we also operate under the gifts of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and things like that. You'll hear that word sometimes, the Shekinah glory. And a lot of times it's just, you just are desiring to just say, well, that just must be the truth because my preacher said it or I was at this conference and it was amazing. They said the Shekinah glory was here and wow, it just filled this place. It was just awesome. Again, the reason for exposing Shekinah glory is that Christians, we cannot be ignorant anymore. We have to decide that we are going to seek out the truth no matter how difficult it is for us to let go of some things. I have done a book. It's in the process of being edited right now called The Kundalini Spirit. Actually, that's not what it's called. It's called A Snake in the House, which is really the serpent is going up. You know, it's, a, it's really Satan himself, really, that Kundalini is, and I'm not talking about that today, but Shekinah and Kundalini are basically one and the same spirit. And it's an evil spirit. It's not a God spirit. It's a a Satan spirit. So the reason I'm trying to expose the Shekinah glory is that we can't be ignorant anymore. And we have become deceived and we're believing lies just because it sounds good. And you want to, I mean, I even know someone that named their child uh, many years ago. They named their child Shekinah, their last child that they had, this little girl. And I, I would hate to have that on me for the rest of my life. I met somebody one time, and, you know, their their uh, their name was Krishna. And I said, I'd change my name. <laughs> if I were you, I would, I'd go to the courts and say, I don't want this name on me. So, you know, it's all, it is about the name. It is about bloodline. It is about, you know, who you really are in Christ. i got to wait till I get my next slide. Yeah. So then, hang on, just a minute. You know, you have to, this is all new, right? So we have, there's some hiccups we always have to go through, but that's all right. The Lord's here. Um, so the evil presence is real of the Shekinah, and Satan wants you to worship him. All the while, you think you're experiencing a higher dimension with the Lord. And what you're really doing, if you get into this Shekinah glory stage, you're really worshiping other gods and goddesses in the church. And Shekinah is really, truly a fallen angel. That's really, it's very, very demonic, and it, it, it seduces you. It, it, it envelopes you just to be wanting to grab hold of it and stay in that. I can't move it. Sorry for the mix-ups here. All right, so the, the transgender spirit is loose on the earth and in the church. True? We know that it's becoming more and more accepted, so, you know, Judgment begins in the household of God, right? So whenever there's something that's happening in the natural, out in the world, or out on the, even in the United States, in the globe, you're going to find that the church has allowed it to come in because God has said, I'm going to judge the church first. That's, that's where it starts. 
So if that transgender spirit's loosed on the earth, what's also loosed in the church. Therefore, that's what God showed me. He showed me the words, and I, I just I had a I was coming out of a dream. It was in 2015, and when I came out of this dream, it was I saw the word she in quotation marks, and then kinda. She kind of, and I was like, I, I've heard that word before. She kind of, and I mean, Lord just really impressed upon me to do my studies, to do my due diligence, to find out what is he trying to say to me. And so, you know, we have the Kate Jenners of the world right now, right? Yeah. I mean, this transgender. Well, it is also a spirit of the church. And so after this much studying that I've done and everything and researching and seeking the Lord, I had to share the fallacy and the lying sign and wonder which is really mysticism that many are allowed to come into their ministry. You know, all of us believers, we want to feel that we are so special to our Lord that he would manifest himself to us because of our righteousness. Hmm. Well, let me just tell you, none are so righteous. I mean, we have to strive for that all the time. Day after day. Amen? Has anybody arrived there? No. There was one perfect in his name, Jesus Christ. But we do need to make sure that we, we really work on that being holy and righteous before God. That's what he wants us to do. But we will not achieve it, although there's much that we can do to strive for that. And the Lord will love us for it. So the Shekinah meaning, and there's different ways of spelling the Shekinah. Uh, it's, it's a, this is some of the definition here. It's the presence of God on earth or a symbol or manifestation of his presence. This is what's in the definition like you can find on the internet. Uh, the origin is from is Hebrew for Shekinah. And Shekinah is the English spelling of a feminine Hebrew name of God in Judaism. So right there you can see we've got a problem here. Right? The original word means the dwelling or settling, then denotes the dwelling or settling of the divine presence of God, especially in the temple of Jerusalem. So you'll see as I got through this teaching that the, the, the pagan uh, Jews... Um, they changed it to be a female. It's, it's also in the Quran, but we'll get in that in here in just a minute. So, you know, you've heard about the Shekinah glory or the glory cloud appearing, right? We've heard, many of you have heard this word. Some of you might say, I've never heard the word Shekinah. Well, rest assured it's in the churches. Rest assured that you'll find somebody sooner or later that's going to say, I was just in the presence of the Shekinah glory. And you go, she? That's what you should say. She? <laughs> uh, God's... And the, this should be masculine. It's not feminine. Amen. So what happens is with this Shekinah, let me back up one here. What they want is that it's supposed to appear during the times of worship. Uh, it was supposed to be over the Ark of the Covenant is what they say. Uh, I'm sure that you've heard, um, can't move it again. Remember the cloud that led the Israelites through the wilderness or the burning bush, for example? Um, there's times that, that pastors or prophets, they're prompting their people in a certain way to say that the glory of Shekinah glory will become a physical manifestation in this place. Um, one of the churches in, in Redding, California really upsets me. Um, it truly upsets me because they say that they have the Shekinah glory come in all the time. And they say that, you know, we should just be in that presence. We don't have to do anything. And they're just in awe with all this stuff happening. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that, but it's not a truth. I'm going to have to wait till they get this fixed. So anyway, but I'll, I'll keep talking. So he was, what, what happens is, is that, and it's the scriptures that talks about in 1 Kings 19, 11, you know, it talks about that the Lord says that there was a great strong wind, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after that earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And it was that still, small voice that he was wanting to, uh, Elijah to hear. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou hear, Elijah? So Elijah received correction, didn't he? He received correction. He was, he was looking for signs and wonders. There were lying signs and wonders that he was wanting. But God, he saw, he's shown us something here. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake or the fire. He wasn't in the manifestations of these things. It says that God met Elijah in the still, small voice. Now, I know sometimes, just like the rest of you, that still, small voice is really quiet. 
And we want it to be turned up really loud so that we can hear it and make sure that we are hearing correctly. I understand. I get it. But you, people, you are the sheep that know his voice. You're supposed to know his voice. And you're supposed to follow his voice. And if you really want to be made free... Like the scriptures say in, eight, in John eight thirty two, then he says he'll make you free. You've got to just desire to know the truth. And even while I'm bringing this message, I know that there's some of you already going, oh, Lord, she can't be telling the truth. She can't be saying this. And I'm just saying some scriptures here. We haven't even got some of the good stuff yet. <laughs> but we have to understand that there's times that the truth we don't like. Right? Truth hurts. There's a real truth in that saying. <laughs> okay. So God made Elijah in a still small voice. This is where the power is from the Lord to us because then we hear him and then he can take possession of our hearts and he can begin to mold us and to change us, to be more like him and to have a desire to know those things that are really from him. Many are looking for something mystical instead of looking at the cross where Jesus' mercy and grace will meet us there. Find it at the cross. Don't look for it in a mystical way. If you look for it in that mystical way, you're, gonna, you're, you're really going to fall a false God, a false Jesus. So the question is, are we really righteous enough? Cover this already. No, we're not. We're not. We are not. And it's not about just like they do in Redding, uh, um, California, and also some other churches, many churches, and even many put Shekinah glory on their name. That's what they call their church because obviously they don't know the truth or they don't care, one or the other. But it's not, God's not in the feathers. He's not in the gold. He's not in the diamonds. He's not in the jewels. He's not in the wind, the earthquake, or the fire either. And again, in Romans 3, you can say this on your own, but Romans 3, 10 through 18, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. In other words, if you think yourself so righteous, mm, yeah, just uh, take that before God. See if he doesn't knock you down. Because <laughs> he will, because there's not. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. With their tongues they have used deceit, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness and all these kinds of things that we do that are not pleasing to God. So, if we want God's presence during our praise and worship, does he really come in during that time? The scriptures are yes, he does, of course he does. Because he says that he'll inhabit the praises of his people. He says that he'll inhabit the praises of Israel. Well, guess what? You are engrafted in that. You are adopted into that. You are, you are his child. And so if you praise and you worship him, he will inhabit the praises of, your pe- of his people. It says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel, in Psalms 22, verse 3. So inhabits means to dwell, to remain, to settle, to marry, or to occupy that place to live in, to be present or occupied. So, of course, we want Jesus. We want the Holy Spirit. We want the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We want it in this place, don't we? We want to be a part. We want to feel his presence. And some of you go, I feel him so easy. And some of you go, I don't ever feel him. I don't know what you're talking about that. Well, it's more of a spiritual sense. It's not a natural sense. But, yes, sometimes it works hand in hand. But it's just so important that we recognize when it's the true Jesus, not the lying Jesus. So in Second Chronicles 7, 2, and 3, it says, And when the priest could not enter to the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And by the way, I'm writing a book on this. I'm finishing up probably this week. And I do need an editor. Anybody know of a good editor out there? Let us know. Let the Prophecy Club know. We are looking for a good editor. Um, but then it will get printed, and I'm hoping before the crusade that we'll have it. I also just finished the book on about the Kundalini, like I said earlier, and hopefully we'll have that in a month or so. And I'd like to have this one on the Shekinah Glory here soon, too, um, about the truth about it. But nevertheless, it's, it'll go in more detail about the glory, go more detail about the cloud. I can go over you, only give you a snips of what is really in this book this morning. And also, you can get the DVD through the Prophecy Club, and it, it also shows you more than what I can give you this morning on the Shekinah Glory. But they, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house, and when all the children, verse 3 here, and all the, when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Do you see a key here? Do you see it? The key is, is that they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement. So you know what? 
if there's really ever truly an experience that you have that Jesus, some say, Jesus entered into my home, entered into my room. I'll get into another teaching another time. It's really an angel of the Lord. But let's say even as an angel of the Lord enters into your room, guess what? You think you're going to be standing there having a conversation with him? Uh, no, you're going to be with your face on the ground. You're going to be bowing your head to the ground, to the pavement. Carpet time ministry, as they call it, right? You will be on the ground. And probably what you would hear is not always so great and wonderful things about yourself <laughs> at that moment either. <laughs> so you're going to want your face in that carpet. Hopefully it's a clean piece of carpet. Now, I have taught about the glory of, the, of God coming down, and Lord, forgive me now, many times I've said this, but if I've ever asked wrong, please, Lord, forgive me. But it's like, you know, some say, well, you just, when that glory comes in, you just reach up and ask what you want during that time, and it's going to be given to you. You want that Cadillac? You want that Mercedes Benz? If you want a million dollars, you just ask it during that time, and it's going to be given to you. Well, how many of you really had that happen yet? Not very many. So it's not about what we want at that time, right? It's not when his presence fills a place. It's about showing our love back to him. That's the real truth of the matter. That's say, Lord, I love you so much. And you continue on with those wonderful accolades to him. So is this present in the mist, the wind, or sweet fragrance? Is it here? Are these true statements? We'll get my book. It'll answer that. <laughs> So real or demonic, the lying signs and wonders. This came from Greg and Allison Milliken, I guess. And the only reason I put this on there is you can see, I think that they went to, I think it says the church, yeah, this, I won't say it on, out loud, but they said there was this mist or mist-like substance that appeared, and it's when we're worshiping here at the place. Silver and gold flakes are throughout the cloudy, misty substance. Initially, it looked like glitter reflecting light, but... When we were immersed in the cloud, we could see that some of the particles actually emanated light like tiny shooting stars. Gold flakes or dust landed and collected on the people, the ground, and anything else looking around looking like glitter. I like glitter. I like sparkle. Mm. I like bling, but I want Jesus. I don't want the bling. Uh, enough that our son Sam spent some time with a friend rubbing his hands in it and trying to gather it up. While in the cloud... I could also see all the white feathers floating around. Now, do you really think this is true? By the way, angels don't have feathers. Chickens have feathers. <laughs> that's why in some of these places, which is like the Kundalini, and that's another story along the line here. Maybe I'll get to bring that teaching sometime soon. But they cluck like chickens at these places. Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit is not going to be an embarrassment. He's not going to have you go around clucking like a chicken. Mm. But anyway, so this cloud that comes in, some of you are getting this. Some of you are saying, I need to repent. I have been in this place. I've got to repent, Lord. And some of you are still getting angry with me. I love you. you got to love me. Scripture says you got to love me. So Matthew 24, 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs and false, false prophets, and shall, shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Look at this picture. I mean, these false prophets are ravening wolves. And then Matthew seven fifteen says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. They want to get you caught up into this lie, to believe the lie, and to make you believe that there's something that there really aren't, and they're manifesting the mystical, the cosmic Christ. Man, I have a lot to share, Stan. <laughs> All right, so, many Christians today have fallen into idolatry trap of craving spiritual manifestations or mysticism. Mysticism has entered the church, people. Entered the church. Not just paganism, though we used to think that was bad. Not just paganism, but now mysticism. We're looking for something, some kind of essential experience with God. Uh, with rumors of great signs and wonders, people flock to these conferences. It happens. You have this conference, you say, they hear, you know, there's, there's miracles happening. There's healings that are happening. Well, you know what? Satan can heal you too. Now, I want Jesus to heal me, and I want to honor him, and I want to glorify him. 
And even sometimes, even the songs we sing, we've got to make sure it's the true Jesus we are worshiping. Not a false Jesus that they worshiped to when they wrote the song. Correct? So make sure your hearts are always right. Always right when you come in to praise and worship your Lord. So with rumors of great signs and wonders, these people flock to these conferences. And we all want a severe, we all want a sincere, <laughs> a severe. All of us want this sincere revival and manifest movement of God, but that is only a flesh desire. We want to feel his presence. We want to be so occupied with this, you know, this um, wonderful entertainment that's going on around us, forgetting what the Word of God says. I mean, this place in Rennie, California, I was watching a little video clip of him not long ago, and he's not into delivering the Word. He says, we don't have to go and deliver the Word because the Israelites, they were just in the cloud, and they were, you know, they just spent time with the clouds, so they don't really know, need to know the Word pretty scary so they were just they weren't worshiping the cloud the cloud was covering them we'll get into that too all right so in these conferences the spiritual manifestations do occur occur but are not supernatural but they're paranormal and what happens is the insistence on the holy spirit to do what man wants we're trying to control what we want it's the seducing spirit that takes the place of the holy spirit and the spiritual adultery yep say it with me spiritual adultery is committed against god it comes in. So not just transgender, but it also is a spiritual adultery that happens. And in the modern church today, they've been infiltrated by spiritual alchemy, mass hypnotism, divination, apparition experiences, mysticism, and the paranormal. And the sheep, yes, we are dying. We are dying, and we're not knowing the truth, and we're leading others to the slaughter. And pretty soon, it's going to be revealed to them, the real Jesus but they're going to want such an experience, they're going to want such an emotional uh, rise that they're not going to want to accept the true Jesus out there. And that's who they need to fall on their face and worship. So glory's not in the cloud. The glory covered them to protect them from God. God is light. And Exodus 40, 34 says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. They kept it with the cloud was to protect them also during the day, you know, as they were traveling, but also to keep them from the face of God. So we're going to now get into where did the word Shekinah, she, kana, glory, come from? Shekinah, it means resting place. It's not found in Scripture. So right there should say, oh, if she's telling me a truth and it's not in the Bible, then why am I allowing these preachers and prophets and teachers saying the Shekinah glory came in this place when it's not even scriptural? It's not in the Word of God. So Shekinah was used by the Jews that were paganized to label the visible symbol of God's presence in the tabernacle and afterwards in Solomon's temple. The rabbis, the pagan rabbis, changed the name to a female noun and referred to glory or cloud as a she. They changed it. So now we even have all the Messianic Jews, the Hebrew roots Jews, and also in the, in the Christian churches now believing the Shekinah and really the, the pagan rabbis changed it to a female. I hope you see where I'm going with this. So this comes from a Jewish Concerns Forum. Christianity, or the Tritarians, believe that the Holy Spirit is co-equal person with the triune God that shares equal knowledge with the Father and the Son. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Right? In Judaism, they believe that the Holy Spirit is a name for God when describing feeling his presence among us. Okay? So they're, they're, they're partially right on this. Throughout Judaism, we have many time, throughout Judaism, we have many names for God. Jews simply refer to this name as Hashem, meaning the name. He is also named El, and when he dwells among us, he is actually then referred to in a feminine form as Shekinah. They changed God. To be a female. See a problem here? Also feminist movement, transgenderism, everything. It's entered the church and we're believing a lie. There's not a female part. It's not a female noun. No, Shekinah is not mentioned in the Bible. Shekinah is, Shekinah is not recorded anywhere in the Bible. It's not in the Greek nor the Hebrew. However, Shekinah is recorded in the Quran. Now are you repenting before God? I hope so. 
All right, so now we can get into some of the Seventh-day Adventists. You know, some of them are believing about the Shekinah. Now, I'm not saying something against Seventh-day. I'm just saying if you believe the Shekinah, it's time to repent no matter what denomination, what church, you know, affiliation you, you adhere to. The original Branch Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Church acknowledged as their teacher of the prophet from 1978 to 1986 was Lois Roden. Roden placed heavily, heavy emphasis on the women's spirituality and the feminine aspect of God. Roman published a magazine, Shekinah, stating that the Shekinah is the Holy Spirit. Red flags, anybody? Lots of them with me. When I, when I started studying this and when I started studying this again to write the book, I, I have to control myself from not getting so angry. Because we've allowed this. We've allowed in the church, and just because it sounds good, or because we don't want to mention to our brothers and sisters in Christ that are saying these words, believing this, the truth. Well, now you've got something to give it to them. So again, Shekinah is recorded in the Quran. Uh, the word Shekinah is mentioned six times in the Quran. Shekinah is the spirit from God that speaks. And according to this Imam Ali, Sakana is a sweet breeze, a wind whose face is like the face of a human. Um, also, there's other things on here, but it also says that there's a little story here that when he went to, this kid went to Muhammad, informed him of what occurred, to which Muhammad replied that it was the Shekinah, or Sakana that descended for the Quran. It came upon the Quran. So they have it in their Bible, the Quran. It's not in the, in the Bible that we read and study and that's authorized by God. So if you're saying Shekinah, 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 all of them are the same, if you're believing that, then you should turn over to be a Muslim if you really don't want to repent today. I'm being harsh, but I'm just saying I think that the truth will make you free if you really want it. Now let's get into Shekinah, Shekinah, all the different spellings of it. Shekinah, or Shekinah, is the queen of heaven in Catholicism. The Queen of Heaven, Mary Worship. Now let's get into this one, Shekinah, the Queen of Heaven. You can see this picture. This is Michelangelo's painting on the Sistine Chapel. And you see that it's supposed to be Jesus and God, and they're touching fingers, right? And who does God have his arm around? Hmm. So Shekinah is the Queen of Heaven. So there's a mystery on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel of the Vatican City, God bringing life to Adam by touching him instead of breathing into his nostrils. So here we have in Catholicism, they're believing a lie already. All we have to do is touch. What did, you know, what did Satan tell Eve in the Garden of Eden? You know, what did he say? What did God tell, what did God tell Eve? Thou shalt not what? Then what did he tell her you're not supposed to do? They're supposed to eat. But, he, but Adam says, don't touch it or eat it. See, it's really the man's fault. <laughs> he added to it. Okay, just a little joke there. But, but, so, but the devil came in to deceive, didn't he? Now, so she touched it, nothing happened. So here they're like, there's, there's already a lie here. They're touching. And so then Adam became... Important, I guess. Whatever. So touching him instead of breathing into his nostrils to make him alive. Genesis 2, 7 says, The Lord had God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The red-headed woman is Shekinah, the queen of heaven. Mary. That's what they're going toward. Other names for the queen of heaven or the harlot is Sophia, Mary, Isis, Diana, Asherah, Ishtar, Isis, Virgo, Asherah, etc. Goes on and on. Can't get into all of it today, but get my book. Uh, the Queen of Heaven appears in other religions as well. And Kali in Hinduism is called the Queen of Heaven. Shekinah is the female goddess. Shekinah is supposed to be the reveal the name of the Holy Spirit. And pagans state that the Holy Spirit is the Lord's wife, the girlfriend, the consort, and the female counterpart to the Trinity. Are you getting sick to your stomach yet? Wow, I hope so. I mean, don't make a mess on the floor, but I hope that you're turning inside if some of you have believed this lie. The Queen of Heaven appears in other religions as well because we don't hear them. 
All right, so again, there's Michelangelo painting. The woman in this Michelangelo mural is still the lie traced back to the ancient mystery religions of Babylon, the Tower of Babel that forced the people throughout the world taking their pagan traditions and religions. You can see his arm is wrapped around the harlot. The Hebrew, here's some goddesses. Okay, so they're really worshiping. When they allow the Shekinah to come in, they're really worshiping goddesses, what they're doing. The Hebrew word for man is ish, and for woman it's isha. Isha originates from the name of goddesses such as Ishtar, which is Babylonian, Ashtari, Diana, Eusis, Easter, Mary, and then we have the mystery Babylon, which is America. Right? We have that. But the religious part of the mystery of Babylon, I believe, and I've been talking to Stan about this, I really believe it is the Shekinah or the mysticism or pantheism that is entered into the church. Jewish call her Shekinah, who's known as the feminine glory of God. There's not a feminine glory of God, okay? It's a lie. It's caused confusion is what the Babylonians did. Remember, that's what happened. So the harlot, the mystery, or the, the Babylonian harlot, I believe, is, yes, America, but the religious part of it, I think we found it to be pantheism as a part of it. Here's some, um, just not long ago, I looked up some of the symbols for pantheism which is everything is in a service, we are all connected to everything else. What they want to do in pantheism is to get you to become a god, a little god, so that you become a goddess or a god, so that you can be worshipped. So sickening. It's, it's what's up above as below. You know, you've heard that saying. It's the full circle, the entwining of it. It's the sun god or the, the salutation, even in yoga. When you're doing those poses, you're really... You're really doing a pose into the God, or the, 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 not our God, but to their God, the Hindu God. Uh, this in the middle there on the bottom is the broken upside down cross. You know, that is not a peace sign. It's a broken upside down cross. So if any of you have children that are wearing this around their neck, or they have it on their backpack, or they have shirts with this broken upside down cross, you need to burn it. Don't give it away in a God sale. Burn it. All right? Because it's a lie. And if the devil can get you to start believing a lie, then he can get you caught up into the mysticism and, and all kinds of things and following a false god. And before long, you become a god yourself. I have a long way to go. And I think you do too. And then on the far right at the bottom is, um, is I guess it would be your left. But anyway, is um, that's a star, and I talk about Star of David. I hate that, but I have to do it. In the book. We'll not get there now. Uh, this was uh, what Stan has in his book, some of these pictures. Pantheon's revealed in Stan's new book. Same thing. Um, that's what this is worshiping. It's like a little sun, but it really is like a sun salutation that they have in yoga. And it's to get people, you take this mark, you'll become a god. That's what they want you to do. So here's his book, Miss the Mark. If you haven't got it, I encourage you to go to the Prophecy Club website and, and order that. And you can see um, it's missing, taking the mark of the beast, but getting into the word of God. That's really what this is, this is about. Asherah is another one that she was the Hebrew, it's a Hebrew word, goddess or Shekinah, consort of Yahweh. In other words, they believe that they mated. Isis was the daughter of the earth. You can see these are just gods and goddesses we're talking about. Married brother or Osiris. Um, goddess of magic, fertility, and motherhood, death, so forth and so on. Hopefully you're not going to get into worshiping gods and goddesses, but if you're doing Shekinah and allowing Shekinah glory to come in, you are. Uh, here's a picture of um, Semiramis and Nimrod, uh, the queen of heaven. You can see the other pictures as they have evolved. And then we have in many Catholic churches, especially if you go to, gosh, you can go to Rome or France or anywhere in the United States. I mean, you can find these pictures right in there in the, the Catholic, you know, mosque um, right now. So here, this is a picture of uh, Semiramis, and then we have our Statue of Liberty. Pretty similar, huh? That's over our country. Hmm. Uh, another name for the Queen of Heaven or Shekinah is Kali. This Hindu goddess Kali projected on the Empire State Building in New York City on August 11, 2015. 
I mean, they're just making a statement, aren't they? And we are ignoring it, aren't we? Uh, now, I'm, I'm not, not going to get long in this, but just so you know, see how it all entwines here. Kali are the Hindu consort of Shiva. Then we see CERN. We'll show you a picture of that here in just a minute, which is really an ancient fallen technology in the Illuminati. And you can see the 666, and then on the, on, um, the left there, you can see the, the picture of really what is Kali, or excuse me, Shiva, which was the, co- the consort, of, I guess, or the opposite of Kali. And it's dancing. And really, CERN, this is CERN, and if I'm understanding right, and Stan will correct me here in a minute if I'm not, but they want to find out where life originated from. And so they're, <laughs> we can tell them. They don't have to build this. We can tell them. But they're doing probably a lot more than that, really. But um, Let me go back one. Okay. So here in the tunnel section of CERN, you can see, if you look closely, you can see that this resembles the structure where Shiva is always depicting doing the cosmic dance. So it's nothing but bringing in their gods and goddesses. It's real. The demonic is real. Now, if you go to Israel, you could go to a little trinket shop and you'll find these cute little hands, but this is really Jewish mysticism. You can see the third eye in there. I remember the first time that Sam and I went to Israel, and we were doing our shopping to bring home things and stuff like that. And these were everywhere. Colorful, whatever. And I was like, Stan, there's like a all-seeing God there. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this is what the Hebrews want, really. The Israelites, is this what we're supposed to be buying? But a lot of people were, and they were wearing it around their necks and stuff. But it's really worshiping Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. And they bring it and put it in their home. Um, the Kabbalah religion, or Jewish mysticism, teach that God has sexual intercourse with Shekinah, and then the glory is released. Teaches we all have the divinity within us and dwelling in us that has to be brought out so we can connect with God. Now, just think for a moment. Just go back to what I just said. It teaches that God has sexual intercourse with Shekinah. First of all, if you just believe, if you, would, if you would just think, oh, wow, God, Father God, he had sexual intercourse. No, he's the God that created the universe for people's, for Pete's sake, right? So then the Lord releases what they say, teaches we all have divinity or we have a God inside of us that just needs to develop and come out, and then we're all going to be gods and goddesses, and then we can connect with God, our creator. Wrong. Also, Catholic mysticism, the emergent church, Contemplative prayer, Lambeth walking, worshiping as a goddess. I talk more about this in the DVD that I've already done and in the book. Uh, summons a Canaanite goddess to worship instead of Jesus Christ. It's nothing but spiritual adultery. This is what this is. Spiritual adultery. Shekinah is a female goddess named for the Holy Spirit. States that the Holy Spirit is the Lord's wife, maybe girlfriend or life partner or companion the female counterpart to the Trinity, or maybe it's just transgendered. That's what they want you to believe, all right? Uh, the Kabbalah say the Shekinah is the mystical bride of God, embodies both male and female energies that occurred during creation. Blasphemy if I've ever heard it. Blasphemy. So just because you say, I'm now... Um, Messianic Jew, if you're believing what the Kabbalists say, you're into mysticism. And there's a lot of lies throughout what they've written, the pagan Jews, that many are just allowing to come into their churches and places of worship, into their homes, because they really haven't studied this out for themselves. I'm not going to say this right because I probably have to sound like I'm, yeah, I'm about to cough or <laughs> throw up or something. Rock. Uh, the Kabbalah term for the Holy Spirit is female gender, Shekinah. It's a feminine noun in the Hebrew word used in the Bible. Therefore, they conclude it must be mother. Kabbalists believe that the Christian Trinity is not properly translated, and the Kabbalists say that the translation should be father, son, mother. I, I tell you what, 
if right now, if you've been worshiping the Shekinah glory and you've been desiring to have it in your place of worship or even your home, or if you're just saying it, whoa, the Shekinah glory just fell upon me. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Or if you have that Shekinah glory that's written on your uh, church building, maybe now's the time to remove it. Maybe now is really the time to start over and repent. Because what you're saying is we're worshiping the Father, Son, and Mother, not the Holy Spirit. Now, (laughs) it goes even more. Remember it says that they had sex with one another? The God had sex with um, Mary, and then they became married and all kinds of stuff. Or they just could be girlfriend and boyfriend. I don't know. But the Shagana glory, yes, they're saying it's in the marriage bed. This is such lies out here. There, I, 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 again, I, I sometimes when I'm doing my studies and I come across things, I, I'm just blown away by the ignorance of people that are calling themselves Christians. And how can they even say this and believe it and teach it? And not only that, we have um, Christian marriage counselors that are saying these kinds of things. Mm, so horrible. So in the Jewish tradition, there's a saying that the Shekinah glory of God hoovers over the marriage bed with a husband when a husband and wife sexually unite. And then the Shekinah glory represents the presence of God. It's his indescribable beauty, bright light, or radiance. It's a taste of heaven here on earth. So we don't have to, they say here, this, these people that did this, we no longer have to work for, to, his, to marry his favor. Why, husband and wife, you just come together in the bed, have sexual intercourse, and wow, you have favor with God. Well, this will be true when we reign with him, not before. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, those who believe in him have received the Holy Spirit, and now the Shekinah glory of God lives in them continuously and will never be separated from them. Nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does this have to do with sex in the marriage bed. By the way, I mean, the marriage bed is supposed to be kept undefiled. It's supposed to be kept holy. Another time for a talk. But nothing, absolutely nothing, has nothing to do with that. So this is what they're, they're teaching, that, they, that we're not going to be separated. We're going to become closer to God when we have intercourse. When a Christian husband and wife make love, the Shekinah glory does not just hoover over them any longer. The Holy Spirit actually gets into bed with them in the bodily form of their partner is that sickening to your ears i pray it's sickening to your ears i've heard people that have taught this that said that if you um, when the the husband and wife they come together they have this this uh sexual encounter the spanking of love that at the orgasm time is when you should say you know the shekinah glory has entered in this place and at that moment's when you're supposed to ask for what you want because the shekinah glory has come in yeah i've heard it gotten in bed to the bodily form of their partner bodily form hmm remember shekinah glory is not mentioned in the bible shekinah glory is a lie remember you have to love me also Shekinah glory is not mentioned in the Bible. Shekinah glory is is alive. I'll say it again. The word Shekinah is not found in the Bible, not in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament. It's a feminine word. There's not a feminine noun, adjective, verb, or adverb in Greek or Hebrew with female gender. So how do we get to this mess? Because many of us are seeking signs and wonders, Right? We can put so much emphasis in the signs that we're not worshiping God. It's all about the sign. It's not all about the sign. If you start believing that God's in everything, like, you know, he's in this book, he's in this chair. No, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere, but he's not in it. All right? Then you're believing a lie, and you're believing in pantheism. You're believing that you're going to become a God because he's in everything. No, it's a lie. So many uh, want God to do our fleshly way. And many seek for a sign that God will manifest himself to us. And many believe leaders of what they're telling us without checking it out for ourselves. Scary. Many believe when they teach about Shekinah glory, it is from the Hebrew and that it's known for the glory cloud. No. I talk about, again, I'll have to go into more of a detailed message in the book 
about what the glories, the different, there's different meanings for different words of glory throughout the scriptures. Um, many don't question anything. They're all caught up into this mysticism, the wow, the lying sign and wonder that's happening, the feathers coming down. You know, have you seen like, remember that, uh, I think it was I Love Lucy, goes back. Well, my daughter still likes I Love Lucy, okay, so can't date me. But it's like she's it's like they're dreaming and there's like stuff coming down in their eyes, their eyelashes and stuff like that. That's what it reminds me of. You know, the feathers and the diamonds and the dust and the gold and everything gets stuck in your eyelashes. Anyway, I just, I, I just think that I hopefully I would have enough sense to realize if I go to that place, I quickly turn around and run out and repent. Many believe when they teach about Shekinah glory, it is from the Hebrew and that it was known as the glory cloud. They don't question anything. Uh, many want to feel as if they're in the know of some great outpouring of God, and many then have pride. Have you ever talked about it with somebody that's been to maybe some of these, um, these, these revivals where the Kundalini spirits entered in or there's just continuous laughter? Those are all parts of the Kundalini, which is really Shekinah also coming in that place. Uh, people are dragging their husbands around with their ties and they're barking like a dog and they're clucking like a chicken and, and, and they're shaking violently. They can't even, you know, stand still. They're, they're violently shaking. That's not of God. That's a kundalini, okay? So to get back, back to this, if you go to one of these places or if you've been to one of these revivals or been to one of these churches, today's your day. Today's your day. You're hearing the truth and it'll make you free. Um, Shekinah is the wife of the Kabbalist God. Uh, if you're at a highly charged meeting and get excited about the Shekinah glory coming down, realize that the spirit is the spirit of Satan, the pagan goddess of Israel and Babylon. And all the emotions you are feeling and acting out means having spiritual sex with Shekinah. Shekinah and all the other spellings of that name. The Shakti, the Kundalini spirit. The person has committed fornication with this spirit. It's time to repent. It's time to accept the truth. In John 16, 7 through 14, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I, do, if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment. Notice he said he, not she. In verse 9, it says, I've sinned because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and will show you things to come. He shall glorify, which means praise, magnify, give honor, me. For he shall receive in mine and shall show it unto you. Jesus is a he. The Holy Spirit's a he. Father God's a he. The Bible clearly speaks of God, God of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. But emphasis that there is only one God, the triune God. The tri meaning three and unity meaning one. God is yet three persons who have the same essence of divinity. They're one. And then um, here's the scriptural references if you'd like to go there for yourself, but it's in Genesis 126. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. There is none other God but one. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And I and my Father are one. Today is your day. Today is your day of Reproof, today is your day of renouncing, today is your day of repenting. Second Corinthians 6, 2 says, Now is the acceptance time, behold, now is the day of salvation. And then John three eighteen says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It's time now to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the true Jesus, not the mystical Jesus. And if you, for the first time, went to one of these mystical top churches you did not accept the true jesus today's your day you could tr- you could truly say lord i see him i want to accept the true jesus i want to know who he is and i want to know that he's going to make me free right he's going to change me because repentance means to make a change 
Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Then in Romans 10, 9 and 10, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, in other words, you say it out loud, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So today's the day to start over if you have to. Start it over and ask for after a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit, the true Holy Spirit, once you've really received the true Jesus. Then Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The true Holy Ghost, not the Shekinah glory, okay? So if you're accepting Jesus for the first time or you need to to re-accept him and know that you're really accepting the true Jesus Christ, then pray this prayer with me. And I'd ask everybody here in this church place to read it to read it out loud with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God who died on the cross, arose three days later and sits at the right hand of the Father. I accept his blood to wash away my sins, write my name in the book of life, Keep me holy and save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you've, you've said that for the first time or you just uh, repented from being and believing in a mystical Jesus, would you um, uh, write the Prophecy Club at askstan at prophecyclub.com and uh, let us know. Let us know. Now, there's not a perfect church. But however, you do want to leave, stay away from, and avoid churches where there's an abomination unto our God. Avoid the church who calls in the Shekinah glory. Now, if any of you would like to give a, a donation or a tithe or offering, uh, for those of you that are watching live stream, there's a, a place on there. You should go down to the right. That's what I've been told. <laughs> go down below and click on to, um, to do that. But Lord, I, I just want to just uh, pray for you also. Lord, I just come to you in the name of Jesus, and I know that many that are watching this, that today is the day of a new salvation, the true salvation. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that all those ungodly soul ties that were connected with Kundalini and Shekinah and the mystical God and trying to become a God themselves, that today you will hear their prayer and you will answer them and deliver them and that you will make them free. Lord, many have endured the sound doctrine this morning as I brought this message, so I ask in the name of Jesus that since they've endured the sound doctrine, that you would hear their prayer, that they would be free, and that they would be happy to know the truth. Lord, I want us to be happy to know the truth. I know that, Lord, many of them, they don't want to hear it, but if there's some that are still questioning, I ask that you put them on a quest to, to, to go and study this out for themselves. Lord, I will give you praise and honor and glory, and I thank you. I thank you that these people are delivered right now in the name of Jesus from Shekinah glory. They're delivered right now from the mysticism. They're delivered right now from Kundalini, and they're delivered right now from believing the lying signs and wonders. And again, Lord, I give you praise and honor and glory for what you're doing and making them a new man in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.